Welcome to Made in Science, the official podcast of the University of Stuttgart. My name is Wolfgang Holtkamp. I am Senior Advisor on International Affairs at the University and your host. Today, we welcome Sven Hahn, who is the City Manager at the City Initiative Stuttgart. Hello, Sven. Glad to be here. Hi. Sven, you are City Manager. Can you tell us what that position is really all about? It seems to be more of a new position in German cities. Well, I don't know if it's new, but generally speaking, we are an association of all companies connected to local economies. So you have catering industry, you have retail businesses, you have event organizers, you have um, theaters, you have real estate companies, everything that is dependent on customers um, who come to the city. So our job is to make the city a, uh, or inner city a place where people like spending time so they have a chance to, you know, go to the movies, go have a drink, eat something, buy something and enjoy themselves. Um, so we try to boost their local economy. Do you know where the idea of a city manager comes from? And Does something like this already exist in other cities in Germany? Well, it, it usually exists um, under different configurations. Sometimes it's part of um, the city administration. Sometimes it's privately funded, which is our in our case um, is how we work. So, um, but generally speaking, city marketing is a position or an entity that exists pretty much in every larger city. When you think of your work, um, which takes place, as you just sort of sketched it, between the public sector and business, what motivates you to act between these two, let's say, different and perhaps even conflicting sectors? Well, it might be conflicting. Um, we are by choice and very like, um, yeah, by choice we are part of the civil sector. So we're no company that tries to make money. We are not, uh, on the other hand, not part of, of the city administration or, 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 or state administration. So therefore we can kind of negotiate between the different, different sectors. Um, and what motivates me basically is the more you look at it, the, the more you find that the different sectors don't have too much in common, if they have anything in common at all. Um, they're good at very different things. Um, and they both have uh, the interest of the people in mind, once as, as, as um, inhabitants of the city, um, in the other case of uh, as customers, and to basically drive the city forward, make the city a better place, is, um, is our interest. So... Um, basically negotiating between like the public sector and the local economy is what we do and that is, is a challenge in itself. It sounds to me you are a mediator uh, between different groups uh, and you have taken up that, uh, that challenge. Have you observed that there is a growing gap between the business and the public sectors in terms of interests uh, in the recently? So I don't think there's a growing gap or I don't know whether there's a growing gap, but I feel like the job of, a lot of the jobs have gotten more complicated. So 
having a retail business in the past was you opened your door, people came in and bought something, and then, you know, that was your business. Now you have online shops, you have cities that have very different challenges concerning climate change, concerning um, traffic in the cities and whatnot, um, technological advancements that, you know, you have to take into account. So jobs have gotten more complicated um, on every side. Governing a city has certainly gotten more complicated. Um, you can't just go out and, you know, build something. There's people got to be involved and the public's got to be involved and all of that. So I think every job has gotten more demanding. And so there is a lot more to know about the other side. Um, and we try to provide that knowledge, try to help understand the other side. Um, yeah, I just think it's gotten more complicated for everyone. So there's less understanding for the for the opponent, so to speak. Inner cities seem to be at a turning point. And one might want to add, this is again the case. It has happened before. As they are right now, and as they are envisioned in the next 20 years, what would you consider to be the major changes and challenges that we see, that we will see, and that you see in your work? Well, the way we approach the city as a whole, not just Stuttgart, but you know every, every part of, of, of city development, is that it's no longer mandatory to come to the place, to the city. Um, let's say 20 years ago, um, if you want to buy something, you had to come to the city because you just couldn't get it any other way. If you wanted to see a movie, you had to come to the city because that's where the cinema was. If you wanted to see um, something in the, in the theater, you had to come to the city. Eating in a restaurant, you had, etc. And to work, you had to come to your office, which was usually in the city. Nowadays, you can buy stuff at home, you can order your food, you can watch uh, a movie on whatever streaming uh, service you have, um, and you can certainly work from home. So it is no longer mandatory to come to the city. Um, so we take the assumption that everybody who comes here comes here on their own free will. It's their choice to come, not that they have to. And therefore, you have to provide a different level of atmosphere, a different level of um, accessibility. You know, how you get here makes a difference. If it's a hustle to come here, um, if you have to sit in a traffic jam for three hours or if you, you know, your train's not on time, um, that's not going to help the decision to come to the city. You're going to sit in your sofa and, and, and order, order stuff from Amazon or whatnot. So that's the major change. And the job of city marketing and ev basically the job of everybody concerned um, with city development as a whole is to provide chances for people and reasons for people to come and chances for people to spend time in the city, whatever they might be doing then. If you like spending time in a place... You're going to come there, and as a consequence, you're going to spend money, and there's going to be healthy businesses. What about including the university into such discussions? Considering that research on inner-city mobility, for instance, or architecture, is frequently conducted here, could there be a closer link between city management and your job and the university to find answers to some of these challenges? Well, we, we try to incorporate 
data into what we do as, as, as good as possible and as often as possible because you know we're basically lobbyists for the interest of the companies that you know make up City Initiative Stuttgart and you can either go out there and say we need this we want this um, but I feel like we don't make the decisions we can just only make like um, say what, what what we think is useful um, and we do this based on data. We, we try to finance studies. We try to work with um, all the major schools that are involved in Stuttgart and um, take part in bigger studies and um, see where do people come from, um, how old are they, wh how much time do they spend in the city, what choices do they make in terms of mobility, do they use the car, do you use the train, do you use the bike, do you come by foot. Um, Uh, what's the reason for coming, etc., etc. So, um, what are the age groups and and whatnot, and basically make decisions on what we talk about with a mayor, city council, and whatnot, um, based on those results. So we're pretty much the work we do is 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 you could say is very data driven. And uh, you talked about young people as well coming to the city, uh, and speaking of different groups uh, coming to the city of Stuttgart. Um, looking back a little bit into the past, after all, you've been also a student uh, at our university. Um, is Stuttgart today a student-friendly city? Has it changed? Do students play as a group a role at all in the city initiative concepts? Well, young people play a role. Um, I Well, first and foremost, everybody plays a role because a, a large city is always a place where different people meet. Um, it, it's not your personal preference that decides, you know, what happens in the city. But it's, it's always the place where, like, different interests and, and, and different groups, um, age groups, society groups, whatever, meet, sometimes clash. So that's the whole concept of, of, of a city, but to me at least. But um, young people do play a role. Whether Stuttgart is a place that is especially student-friendly, um, to be quite honest, I don't think it's it's particularly student-friendly because if you take the whole like um, picture into account, I think there are cities that have like the ratio of cost of living and what you get um, uh, might be uh, a little more student-friendly in other places. Um, But then again, young people tend to come to the city more than most other groups. So yeah, they definitely play a huge role. When we, for example, on on the weekend decide to uh, place artists and performers in the city, we very much cater to younger people. So there's been a large skating uh, skateboard contest in front of the opera. There's been a large BMX freestyle contest in front of Kunstmuseum. Um, uh, we just now having a, a large graffiti done at a, a, a wall of a parking lot in the in the city. So yeah, that's all stuff we do to, to you know, attract young people and give young people a reason to, to come. And also, uh, young people are the, the very best communicators in terms of uh, social media, because when they like something, it usually ends up on TikTok, Snapchat, and Instagram. So that's basically free PR. So also, to be honest, a, a reason to target young people. Sven, you have studied English and German at our university with a focus on American literature and culture. 
You have always been curious to look beyond the given and the ordinary. For instance, you were in the first group of students to go on an excursion to Mumbai, India, and after that you were a founding member of the Global Learning Club, an initiative of alumni of our university to support intercultural education. Then there is a very different Sven, or perhaps he is not that much different, who has a most successful background in sports. Please, can you tell us about that? Well, I was, as it was called in the U.S., a student athlete. So I've been doing sports, and in my case, track and field, for a number of years on uh, quite a demanding level. And I've been always doing that during my time at school and later in uh, at university. And that basically was my ticket to exploring a bit because, you know, after, at a certain level you, you get to take part in, in, in championships and meets that were not only uh, in Stuttgart or Germany but also uh, abroad. And um, that, that, that part of, of, of sports I really, really enjoyed. And that basically also... Um, was kind of the trigger to, to, to take part in, in, the, in the course, in the project you mentioned, going, going to India for a couple of weeks. Um, before that, actually, sports opened the door to, have, um, to be studying in, in the U.S. on an on a, uh, athletic scholarship at a uh, really, really nice university there and traveling the country and, and you know, meeting people, um, being involved with a lot of people from, from different backgrounds and nationalities. So, yeah. Did you notice, Sven, when you went to the United States that you were kind of searching for an addition to the person whom you are and that when you came back that actually something had been added to you? Well, it, it showed me definitely that there's several ways to achieve a goal or to go about certain things. Um, It was definitely a, a very much a cultural shock, not only different system of studying, for me also in sports, a different system of training, different way to approach sports, studying. Also, we had a, a very international team, had a Canadian coach and teammates from South Africa, from Greece, from Canada, from the US, um, from Israel and from uh, Serbia and Croatia. So we were a very, very international unit. Um, with everything that comes about, because everybody had to, you know, adjust to uh, a different system and different types of uh, working and, and, and studying and so forth. So I just became more, I guess I became more open-minded towards, you know, there's not only one way to go about it. There's not, you make a plan, you follow your plan, and that's going to be the end result. Um, but also to be like, to be more flexible and to accept that there's, you know, different, different ways to go about your business, basically. The two disciplines you were in at the time are shot put and throwing the discus. And uh, you are a multiple medal winner and were a finalist at European Championships, World Championships and two university games. Actually in Daegu, South Korea, 2013 and Bangkok, Thailand in 2007. In both disciplines, you were a member of the national team. These days, you do a lot of cycling, however. For instance, you take part in the Swiss cycling Alpenbrevet, the highest round trip in Europe over the most beautiful mountain passes of Switzerland. Why don't I think 
that this is for views only. Well, in track and field, I did shot put and, and discus, which is very strength-driven and explosive and short-term effort. Um, and that's basically physically what I'm good at. S however, that's not something that's fun when you're getting older because your joints hurt and it's just not, you know, it's not fun. Um, in cycling, the beauty is I know I'm not never going to be good at it, like proper good. I'm always going to be slow uphill because I'm, you know, rather tall and, you know. So, but it's just a way to challenge yourself and you can always make yourself tired um, no matter how fast you go. Um, there's, there's a saying in cycling, you, you don't get better, you just go faster. Um, so it's just, it's exhausting no matter how good you are. And that's fun. You can challenge yourself. And I like just, I just like doing it. So, and it's not the pressure of, you know, competition with others because I know I'm not going to be good at it. I'm probably going to be better than last year for myself um, or looking at myself, but, you know, not the pressure of competition where you're like, um, I got to beat somebody because, you know, there's people that are way more talented than me and I just like doing it to, you know, to, to challenge myself a bit and, you know, get myself tired. <laughs> Sven, you seem to be somebody who really likes, as you mentioned, to go for challenges. Um, is this really only from your sports background or where would you see any traces for that? Well, yeah, to be good at, at a sport at a certain level, of course, you got to be competitive in a way. Um, you got to like making improvements, um, but also you just, it, it's got to be, you have to do a job and look at it and only be satisfied when you've done it well. And that's probably carried over to, to know the way I approach work. Um, when I take the time to do it, I like to do it well um, and, and, you know, have a result where you can say, well, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of what I did. So that's probably what, what, what's carried over from, from, from the time at, at university and also especially from the, from the time doing, you know, athletics at a, at a, a certain competitive level. Obviously, you want Stuttgart to be a finalist, uh, a medal winner, sooner or later, uh, among the leading cities uh, that can be on, uh, awarded, uh, you know, the, the best medals in uh, the city, among the cities here in Germany. Um, when you look at the last two years and the experiences um, that uh, we all, uh, of course, gained from that, How has the pandemic opened up new issues and ideas for the city of Stuttgart that have not been articulated before? Well, first and foremost, you have to say that COVID has hit local economy probably worse than it has hit any other sector of, of, of the economy. Um, people were not allowed to go shopping, to go to the movies, to go eat in a restaurant, to go to the club or whatever because um, everything was closed. So uh, it's not that the people had a, the wrong business model or the wrong idea of, of, of running their business. It's just, you know, it basically just wasn't possible. So it has hit local economies everywhere, not only in Stuttgart, everywhere um, dramatically. That's probably the, the hardest time for business owners in, in, in many decades. On the other hand, it probably has given us an, an appreciation for, um, for what, 
we have as a, that, that the city is a meeting place and, and a social place and you can you know come across stuff that you're not going to come across sitting on your couch with your iPad and um, so I think it's also given us a perspective of having the city a healthy and, and also economically strong place that that's a chance and, and also a quality of life um, and it has given us the perspective that no one can basically reach that goal on their own. Um, there's no one in government that can dictate uh, a healthy and vibrant city. Um, and retail alone is not going to be able to do that. But cultural venues and, 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 and will also not be able to make the city a, a vibrant and, and, and fun place. So you need everybody. You need customers that come to the city to buy stuff that later are going to sit in a restaurant and drink an espresso and later going to go to the theater because um, it's we've basically learned the way also the lockdowns and everything was organized that well now retail is going to be able to open again well yeah but nobody was coming because it's not for that reason alone you come to the city it's it's shown us that it's the 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 um the working together of everything that that is involved to to make it work you know it's it's a team effort so to speak so um, and when we cherish that and we, we keep that in mind, that's I, th I, I feel like that's, that's a big chance. It seems that you and your team at the City Initiative Stuttgart are working on a modern-day formula for cities. Could it be that cities these days are particularly event-driven? Well, yes, as I said, you, you need for, for people to come there And to make the choice to come to the city, you need a reason to come. And um, just because businesses are open, it's, it's not the reason or the, the, the only reason that people are going to come or to come to the theater or whatnot. All the stuff that you can do at home are not going to be um, the driver for people, especially from, from, the, from outside, um, to, to get in their car, get in the train and make the trip and make the effort to come. So yes, you're going to need reasons to come and events whatever they might be are a big driver because you you can substitute a lot of stuff by going online shopping and, and, and seeing a movie and all that but you can't substitute an event may it be jazz open may it be christopher street day may it be Weindorf, may it be christmas market whatever you it's being at a at an event is something you can't simulate um in a digital way so Everything that can't be like copied online is basically a good driver for, for people to come. And yes, events are something that we hardly, also something the pandemic has showed us, you can make social interaction happen online as easily as, you know, in person. When you talk about social interaction and also uh, about the activities in the city, do you cooperate also with the night managers uh, of Stuttgart? I think there are two of them uh, these days, and uh, I wonder if there is a city uh, from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., and then a city after 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. Does this apply to Stuttgart? I Well, the experience from last weekend shows us that the, the, the kind of people that, you know, occupy public places does change from day to night, definitely. Um, and yes, we got, there's two night managers in Stuttgart, both really, really uh, competent and, and, and nice guys. 
Um, they are um, working for the public sector, um, part of the, the administration, so to speak. Um, we do cooperate with the Club Collectif, which is um, an association of all the, the clubs and venues that, that um, basically do nightlife, um, night economy, if you, if you want to call it that. And, um, well, they also do their part to make the construction of an inner city complete, so to speak, because we've been talking about younger people and reasons to come. Well, going to the club and having somewhere to, to celebrate and have a couple of drinks or whatnot or listen to music and dance is a part of life and a very important part of that. And um, running a business like that is not easy. Um, definitely a lot of challenges from safety and security perspectives and, 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 and conduct of people and whatnot. So there's a lot involved there as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I like cooperating uh, with, with our partners um, on that side a lot, actually. Um, plus, we also have, we share common partners that, you know, the, the people that uh, work with catering industry on the daytime also work with catering industry in the nighttime. So there's um, places where we can like work together on an, on an operative level, so to speak. And also, like, you have to see, we had there during the pandemic, one of the, 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 the groups of people that was hit the hardest was young people because there was just nothing to do. Um, and, you know, having a, a night culture in a city gives people something to do in the, in the best sense of the word, you know. So, um, yeah, having that, that offer to young people definitely is, is part of, of our job and part of our jobs, uh, our partners at the, the Club Collective. Do you think that Stuttgart is an underestimated city in Germany? Well, if you look at what we have to offer and the, the, the range that Stuttgart has to offer, um, going from like very high culture, like the, the opera, and uh, it's, it's the, the, the biggest Drei Spartenhaus, so opera, theater, and um, ballet in the world. Um, there's Gautier dance. There's um, a very, very rich cultural life in Stuttgart. In terms of retail, which, whether you like it or not, is the main driver for people still this day to, to come to the city. Um, we have an offerings that, that are rivaled by no other city in, in Germany. Um, large businesses, small business, whatever you, whatever you choose. Um, in terms of restaurants, there's a broad range of, of things. The way Stuttgart is laid out, um, both from like the landscape and the architectural design, you can find views and, 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 and ways to look at a city that you're hardly going to be able to see it in another city. I give you that a lot of other cities, you know, are more, may, may, maybe more aggressive in their marketing. Um, Stuttgart is probably a city you have to um, explore for yourself a bit more. Um, But then again, I think we have a lot to offer you compared to, to other cities, definitely in Germany. Sven, what is the next project you are working on? Um, well, we, we do three things, basically. We do networking for the businesses in Stuttgart to kind of keep them cooperating um, and working together. We do lobby work towards um, local and, and state politics and we do events. Um, to give people, as I said, a reason to come. 
Um, we're busy on all three fields, so there's going to be kind of a break in the summer, um, but we're working on, on everything that's going to take place um, in September, October, and, 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 and uh, time that, towards Christmas. So, yeah, we're basically working all through the year on, 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 on these, three, these three areas. Um, working on the event side has become especially challenging because all the industries I mentioned are looking for people to work um, like I've never seen before. Um, there's a shortage of, of people that are you know, working in the fields, catering industry and, and, and so forth. So that is probably going to be one of the challenges for the the upcoming month and maybe years um, to to have the businesses running and also supplied with people working there. Um, so uh, big uh, news outlet, the Spiegel has just titled "Where Have They All Gone?" You know, uh, where the people that used to work at a restaurant at a whatever. Uh, where are they now? So, yeah, that's going to be a big challenge. That has definitely also changed uh, during COVID. Sven, the final part of our conversation has a special title. It's called Moment 7. And it certainly helps to understand you a little better even as a person and also what you like about Stuttgart. Let's see. collected seven questions that we would like to ask you. Please answer as shortly as possible. Moment one. Spätzle or Maultaschen? Uh, I have to go with Maultaschen. Moment two. One thing you could change about the city. I feel like it would be great if we had more local engagement. Um, I feel especially Stuttgart is a place where people are uh, care about everything that going, that's going on in the world. And I think the easiest way to make the world a better place is, you know, starting in front of your doorstep. So um, I'm, I'm, big, I'm rooting big time for, like, people to uh, uh, engage in, 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 in change and in the conversation here. Moment three. Do you have a book recommendation about Stuttgart? Uh, there's Charakterköpfe Stuttgart about... Um, you know, prominent people of the city. And there um, has been a book that I was fortunate enough to, 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 you know, write one chapter, 100 Reasons to Visit Stuttgart, made up of, you know, newspaper articles um, about the city and reasons to come here. So I'd say uh, I've, I've done one chapter of 100. So, you know, it's not, not self-promotion. So I, I'd like to say 100 Reasons to Visit Stuttgart. Moment four. A newcomer to the city should visit this place first. We certainly have to go on one of the, the heights of Stuttgart, so either Birkenkopf or um, the Fernsehturm, um, because it just the, the way the city is laid out, it's, it gives you special perspective to see the city from above. So, yeah, Birkenkopf or, or uh, TV Tower. Moment five. Your favorite place on campus at the University of Stuttgart is? Well, I've studied downtown on the campus, but uh, to be honest, I really like the, the places up in Feingen where you, you know, can walk down to that little, uh, little lake 
um, behind the, the dorms. Um, I really like that place. Moment six. If I could start all over again, I would do the following differently. To be quite honest, I've probably made a lot of, uh, I've had a couple hiccups and mistakes along the way, of course, but I wouldn't really make drastic changes. I really like where I am today with my family and my kids and my wife and my job. So I'm, I'm quite happy the way it turned out. So not a lot to regret, actually. And finally, moment seven. Please complete the following sentence. The best thing about Stuttgart is... Of course, it's people. Thank you, Sven, for our conversation. Thank you for your honesty and answering the questions about the city and about yourself. We are, of course, very much looking forward to staying in touch, especially since your office is so close to our university. Most of all, we wish you all the very best for your projects and the future. Thanks also to our podcast team, Vanessa Misiloglu from the University of Stuttgart Alumni Office and Christina Fischer from our Communications Department. And to our podcast audience, please stay healthy, stay good and stay tuned for our conversations that are always based on what is made in science.